Hey, this is our Twilight podcast. Yes. This is, we're called Twilight 20. That's the podcast name. My personal name is Aoife. And my name is Michelle. <laughs> um, our goal of this podcast is just to talk about Twilight, the entire saga, both books and movies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for maybe about 20 minutes per week. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, really. Yeah. 20 minutes a week. Uh, consistent topics. Not guaranteed. May veer in wild directions. <laughs> what we're doing is we're going to start out talking about Twilight and see where we end up at the end of 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's getting more socially acceptable to talk about Twilight, yes. which it wasn't for a few years. And now I think as adults who were teens who loved Twilight. I was a teen, yes. There's so much to say. There's so much to say. Okay, so let's get started. Um Yes, tell me about your first interaction with Twilight. I think I first got into Twilight in like 2006 or 2007. OG fan, yeah. Yeah, so this was before the movies came out. I think it was that period because I was about 11 or 12 and my family had moved to Galway for a year. I forget we're not the same age all the time. I'm like, how are you that age in that year? Because I was two years younger. <laughs> um... God, but it, it is weird for me now because a few summers ago, some of my younger cousins were reading Twilight and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and they were like between nine and 11. Mm. And I'm just, mm. in hindsight, I'm not sure it's a good message to be sending to children no. regards to relationships. Uh-uh. It, there's a lot of controlling behavior. Mm. Anyway, I was about 11 when I got into it and Twilight was really my first fandom. Oh. I like read twilight and was so hungry for more content that i went online Mm -hmm. and i discovered that fan fiction existed and i read what in hindsight was probably really bad fan fiction because it was like self-insert fan journeys to the world of twilight and has to make the events of twilight happen Mm -hmm. while being a background character and ends up with Jake obviously obviously I had a similar experience I think I was around the same age because it was in 2008 and my best friend's sister had seen the film and read the books and really loved them and so I read the books obviously because I want to emulate Neve in every way possible because you were a baby lesbian baby lesbian I was like oh well then I like this of course so I read the books and it was also my introduction into fan fiction I think I'd mm-hmm. been on the internet before then for sure but like I specifically remember going onto DeviantArt and looking up like it was all DeviantArt it wasn't was it? yeah and looking at fan art and stuff and be like oh so cool like and it's the coolest thing ever. Do you remember how text things came up on DeviantArt? Where yeah. it was a tiny little grey so window? fucking small. <laughs> but I also loved that you could put your own like tag in and people had like the emojis were animated and really yes. strange. Back yes. when people called them emoticons. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Do you have a DeviantArt account? Yes. Do you remember your DeviantArt username? Yes. <laughs> Would you care to share? No. <laughs> No, that's not happening. Is it still active? No, absolutely not. No. Uh, I must say, though, in hindsight, there was a lot of lesbians in my interactions Um, with Twilight fandom. Like, the (laughs) first... Not to be too real on the podcast, um, but, like, the first kind of sexy thing I ever read was a fanfiction that was about Bella and Alice and Rosalie as roommates in college. And it was... 
spicy. It was so spicy. You went right in for the hot stuff. Jumped right in. God, no. I I just read, like, the het sex and had confusing feelings about it. Mm. Mm, wild. I think the only het sex fanfic I wrote was, like, Criminal Minds het sex. And it was J.J. and Reed, and they were playing doctors. And it was, I was like, this is nice, but... Is one Something's of, strange. <laughs> is one of those the one played by Matthew Gray Goobler? Who is a lesbian. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, just a PSA to any people listening to this podcast who think, women specifically, who consider themselves straight. Um, if your ideal man is encapsulated by Matthew Gray Goobler, I think you should kiss a woman you, just to yeah, see. I think you should perchance rethink some things. And, not, and not saying you're a lesbian. You just, could be bi. You, you know, just have an experience for yourself. Yeah, you I know? mean, absolutely harmless. Go out on a Thursday or Saturday night, whatever night. I'm, I don't want to encourage straight women to invade gay bars, actually. I know, um, go to like the academy and just shift a young one, see what happens. And n- then Michelle, this, <laughs> this podcast might be listened to by people who aren't in Dublin. Oh, they'll figure it out. <laughs> go to insert bar name here. <laughs> a place where the people get a little bit messy, but not super messy. Somewhere where there's decent tunes, mm. both a dance floor and places to sit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so back to Twilight. Oh yeah, there we are again. Um, <laughs> no, what was definitely very gay for me was the way I admired the older girls in the Twilight fandom. Hmm. So like, there were fic writers. There was two in particular I remember who wrote these style of fics where there was obvious self inserts. Yeah. Like being in the story, and I was like, wow, these girls are so funny and cute and so good at writing. Uh-huh. And I would comment on their fix about how good they were and they would respond and be like, thank you. And I would be like, <gasps> I don't think, I don't think, because I, I, at, at that age, I don't think I was like, people on the internet are real people. It's just like, ah, these appeared. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't really interact with them as real people. I, I interacted with them as content creator and fan. I'm sorry, our special guest is taking something out of her pocket to and- eat in the corner and it is rustling oh so much oh it's a it's a werther's original i think it's a muffin no it's a werther's original Pickle let the crackle. record show it's a werther's original <laughs> why because <laughs> she's a grandmother yeah anyways thank you special guest <laughs> uh twilight yeah, yeah so i was definitely a fan of the fandom Mm. more than the books at a certain stage Mm. so i read and loved twilight new moon eclipse but at that point there were no more books Mm. and the movie was not yet out so i got into the fandom and i got into talking to people about like what should happen in the movie like our worries about the movie and like I got into reading fanfic and I never really got back into the books Mm. as a thing because by the time Breaking Dawn came out, I was like, this is not good. Yeah, I'm actually really interested because before we recorded, you said that you had worries about or opinions about um, the cast and who they cast. Like in your head, what did you envision them as? Like, what were your gripes with the casting? I have a really stark (laughs) memory of thinking... You know the kid from Love Actually? The little ginger kid? Yes. I thought he'd be the perfect Edward. 
because I <laughs> like he was he was older by that time. Yes, yes, he yes. was. Oh, I guess, but also Edward is described as having copper hair. copper hair, and I'm yeah. like, this is. I was like, why did they ca- cast this Rob person? Like, he does not have the right hair color. This kid is so pale mm. and so redheaded, and like at that stage, I think that actor was in his mid to late teens, mm-hmm. and I was like, he'd be perfect. Why are they? You know what's so crazy? I forgot that fact until just now that Edward had copper, copper hair. Because yeah. copper. Yeah. That's such a specific description. Copper hair. Yeah. Ginger boy. This was the mid-2000s internet. Um, yes, so we like to forget. <laughs> it, gingers have no souls mm-hmm. was a meme. Mm-hmm. Did people make oh, that joke? probably. I've seen comics. Yeah? I remember. Do you remember? Also on DeviantArt. Um, how much of a rift there was between people who liked Harry Potter and people who liked Twilight. And it was always so bizarre to me because I'm like, these are different books about different things. What are yeah, they doing? There was a war. It was and like a fight. And like, they're different. They have nothing to do with each other. And it was definitely both sides being like, I'm special and cool and quirky. And, and the other you one are being wrong. Like, I'm special and cool and quirky. See, one thing about the fact that Twilight was oppressed for 10 years <laughs> is that at least Twilight fans have grown out of that. Whereas I know Harry Potter fans yeah. who have not. Yeah. Not to reawaken this old blood feud <laughs> in our podcast. In our oppression and in our, you know, and our being shunned from society, I feel we've had to grow and mature as human people. And I don't think the other side have i just don't think they have like when i was in university someone founded a harry potter society there was already a fantasy and sci-fi society mm. but these people decided they needed their own student society yeah like could you imagine a world wherein the tables were dramatically turned somehow and we had like a twilight world at universal or whoever was it e1 and i don't know and um and like we could go into pennies oh my god we could go into pennies and we could buy twilight pajamas and pillows and cups like uh, can you imagine uh, could you imagine like the key difference is misogyny or primark sorry yeah i'm not a tan (laughs) (laughs) to get political on the cast for international listeners primark I was actually going to say, um, I welcome everybody to subscribe to our Patreon because that's going to happen. You know what? We're in a new world. Yeah. No longer the rifts that divide us between Harry Potter fan and Twilight fan or, or Irish person and British person. Anyone and everyone is free to subscribe to our Patreon. Please give us money. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Twilight. I do think the Harry Potter books were better written oh, in place obviously. okay cool obviously. i was like afraid of upsetting they're obviously better written but it's not that the fans act like that no no no. because no. of it being better written but other than that the key difference is misogyny it's extremely misogyny it's the fact yeah it's just women and girls like twilight so that's stupid because anything women and girls like is stupid yeah yeah and it's Poor old Stephanie Mayer. Oh, God bless her. Rest in peace. Mormon wife. (laughs) I just, I'm glad that she's resting. (laughs) Mormon wife who had a sexy dream about being a teenager Mm. and having a sexual awakening with a sparkly boy. Yeah, to to do that. And then then they don't have sex until marriage. And you're, you're like, that's fine. You know, but you know, 
Bella, you know, wanted to be Ron so hard the yeah. whole time. Actually, like we were, we rewatched the movie. It, in it October, October. it was because we rewatched Twilight, and Bella's so horny. Bella's so horny, and Bella. Also, speaking of that, with like Twilight being like my first ever reading, like sexy kind of fan fiction. I think reading Twilight the book as well was, was also like, oh, this w- w- young woman has strong sexual feelings for someone, yeah. and that's okay, and. Uh, uh, you know like she has sexual desires yeah and i'm like oh it's not weird it's It's it's, not bad it's fine it's okay yeah Yeah. as a as a as a catholic you know (laughs) as a catholic the vampire book was very good astounding astounding (laughs) yeah 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 and i do think it's a lot of the reasons i wish twilight was better Mm -hmm. is because it was that awakening for so many people Mm -hmm. But yeah, it did a not a bad job in informing people that female desire exists. It's, yeah, it was good. And again, Kristen Stewart deliberately played her as horny, I think. She played Bella as horny. Yeah. Which was a true read. She's horny and depressed. <laughs> Those are her two character traits. That's <laughs> anybody's <laughs> I am only ever horny and depressed. And sometimes I'm hungry. But, you know, isn't hungry just being horny for food? <laughs> um... Uh, oh yeah, because people are always complaining about her acting and that she looks like so deadpan or like she'll bite her lips sometime and it's like that's an actively depressed, apathetic teenager trying to hide the fact that she's like feral with horniness. <laughs> like <that's, laughs> yeah, like when she bites her lips sometime, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The character of Bella is perfectly portrayed in the movie yeah. as extremely depressed, like. So depressed. Do you remember in the book where she has nothing to do? She's so bored and she has nothing to do, so she takes cough syrup so that she'll fall asleep. No, I don't recall that. Yeah, she's like, I've got like eight hours to kill. Oh my god, fuck yeah. Yeah, and she's just like, I'm just gonna take some cough syrup to fall asleep because she has nothing better to do. She's so depressed. And her life is really empty and it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Also, I feel like, you know, family situation is not good i feel like her mother's not very supportive and her like father's emotionally absent and it's like oh little girl i'm sorry people complain about her being a mary sue character because everyone wants to be friends with her but like bella is an unreliable narrator in that she's living inside her own head where she's extremely depressed she's like why would anybody want to be my friend Mm. and that's not like unrealistic it's not unrealistic that this girl moves to another small town Mm -hmm. where like there isn't a lot of fresh blood (laughs) and (laughs) people haha (laughs) and everyone there is like oh thank god someone new to gossip about someone no one else has dated yet also like teenage girls are insecure and it's awful being a girl and to be a teenager and you know to navigate moving and stuff like that even even with not being depressed or having like any other problems like it's still really difficult i didn't think this my life experience would be useful in this discussion of twilight but yeah when i was 11 i moved to galway for a year i grew up like several hours ago Several hours away. You did grow up several hours ago. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I finished work and I was like, out with childish things. <laughs> okay. And like, I moved and I was, holy shit, I was kind of like Bella because like. Oh, where are you now? <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm just so quirky I'm so and like Bella. everyone wanted to be like me. 
genuinely girls who went to my school who lived on my estate would come round to my house and be like do you want to come hang out I'd be like no and then I'd go up to my bedroom where I would listen to Florence and the Machine yeah. very loudly in the dark special guest did a, a rock hand gesture it can happen to you can, you can also be a shithead teenager and it's fine yeah it's okay you can also be depressed about shit absolutely that criticism of twilight is dumb the idea that bella is a an unrealistically adored character mm. because like what the fuck she's she's a pretty teenager like okay we're gonna have to presume that she's pretty because she doesn't believe she's pretty yeah but like <coughs> who does yeah oh mood yeah well not mood no, for yeah, me personally very confident yeah true yeah. but i mean like <laughs> True for teenage girls. Let the listeners know I've often caught you for looking at a reflection of yourself and saying things like, yes, and very good. <laughs> like a bird. It's very good to see. I preen. Yes, it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> People keep me around for my exotic plumage. <laughs> my melodious calls. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, but it is a silly criticism. And I think of all of the, the criticisms to have about the book, that's not one of them. And I f- also feel like being like, well, it's not well written. You're like, well, you know, lots of things aren't well written. And I feel For like, sure. like there are so many bad books out there. Why was everybody so hyper fixated on this one bad YA novel? Because because girls uh, yeah, liked it. Girls liked it. Like, it was you... successful. Yes. All those detective stories and crime stories that you pick up in like a train station isn't well written it's there to entertain you it's just the fun of the story like as long as you're going from a to b like it's a little romp as as long as it's good enough that you Mm. can suspend your like disbelief yeah yeah i see i have a very strange anxiety about reading things because i also have extremely bad anxiety about wasting my time on doing things that aren't productive and I, I don't read a lot of books, even though I want to, because I'm so harsh on books. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't want to read it. But I wish I wasn't, because that's silly of yeah. me to do that. You know what? If you're having a fun time... Uh, what else do you want to talk about? I could, I could sit here. I could talk yeah. for so long. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> like, I guess more early experiences, like... When did you read Eclipse, New Moon? Uh, that was also in a period of my life where I don't remember anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just a big blank traumatic space. Um, when did I? I feel like I read them really fast. I read the... Because I, I was a quick reader and I, I just read them I, I'm certain they were all published or Breaking Dawn hadn't come out yet mm. or something to that effect. Um... I think I read them on holidays. Maybe I was away somewhere. God only knows. But mm. like, I do remember feeling very guilty that I read Twilight before I read Harry Potter. Why? Because I don't know. <laughs> because those assholes <laughs> were like, "You're an idiot, stupid girl if you read these books and you haven't even read Harry Potter." And I was like, "Oh, but I like these books." So then I read Harry Potter out of guilt. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Did you see the stuff, JF? No, please. Okay. Actually, let's just say that. A moment of appreciation for Stephanie Mayer. For never coming out and saying anything at all. Nothing. God bless. Nothing extra textual. And when she wrote when she wrote Rising Sun yeah, and it was leaked, it was 
she was upset about it and instead of tweeting about that she was like i am going to take some time away mm. and i'm going to reflect and i might you know continue to work on it or i might not and it turned out that like she was hurt enough by that betrayal that she didn't continue with that project yeah yeah for those of you who don't know uh for casual listeners of the podcast rising sun was a book idea that was twilight through edward's perspective mm-hmm. and it was leaked online unofficially and it was very upsetting for everybody and if you were a good fan you didn't read it and if you were a bad sinful fan you read it and i read it and, um, the conspiracy theory I heard is, is that, that Rob- her brother. I heard the conspiracy theory is that Robert Pattinson leaked it. I thought it was her brother. I forgot his name, but he ran the official website or something. Yeah, Ben, maybe his name is. Talk about. There's so much meat on these bones. Mm, meaty bones. <laughs> love a good juicy meaty bone. Yes, we um, say. Podcast motto is we love a juicy meaty bone. Um, <laughs> No, we can't make that like a tagline. <laughs> can, can our podcast like tagline be blood, blood, blood? <laughs> yes, blood, blood, blood. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm okay. No, I'll save it for the next one, maybe. 